Welcome to another edition of Focus on Alternatives, brought to you by ADISA, the Alternative and Direct Investment Securities Association. For more content like this, please visit the resource library on adisa.org. My name is Greg Maas. I'm your host today, joined by Nithin Chexel, the CEO of Palladius Capital Management. And we're going to be talking about value-add real estate investing. So Nithin, why don't you start us out with what is that? Value-add real estate investing is very simple. It's just adding value to a real estate asset. It can be applicable to all property types, multifamily, student housing, data centers, industrial, hospitality. The goal in adding value to a real estate asset is to improve operational efficiencies as well as potentially invest capital to improve the overall uh, infrastructure of the asset, the exterior, the interiors, uh, and other components uh, of the infrastructure of that asset. Okay, so what type of properties do you like to focus in on? Yeah, so typically for value-add investing, um, you're looking at potentially older properties that require a capital investment to improve the overall uh, appeal of the asset or the infrastructure of the asset, or it may be a newer asset um, that has some operational inefficiencies or is dislocated uh, because the prior owner uh, is a weaker operator um, and requires somebody with more experience uh, and operational expertise to step in to uh, run that asset uh, more effectively and efficiently. And one of the old adages of real estate is location, location, location. So how does that fit into value-add investing when you're talking about like demographics, geographics? Yeah. So the when you're thinking about a value-add investment, one of the things that an investor should be focusing on is um, does the tenant base or the company that is the tenant have the capacity to support increasing rents and costs over time? And some of the things that we look for are, um, does that market have job growth and wage growth that's outsized relative to the national average? Is it a location where there's a lot of future uh, tech growth, high tech, biotech, green tech? Is it an efficient state income tax regime that's in place? Um, is it a market that might have a state capital or a center of higher education that produces graduates that are gainfully employable? So those are some of the different factors that we think about demographically when considering different markets to invest in. Okay, makes sense. A lot of moving factors there. And I, I like the concept of value-add investing. You're not just waiting for the real estate to appreciate naturally, you're getting into the weeds and adding value there. So advisors and investors, when they're looking at a value-added manager uh, in the real estate sector, what should they be looking for? So when we are factoring in what are the strengths that a good value-add operator should have, we like to think about operators that have vertical integration. Do they have property or asset management in-house, which means they have the operational expertise to run that asset successfully or be able to navigate different macro conditions successfully? Um, if there is improvement required to the asset from a capital investment standpoint, do they have construction management in-house, which allows them to act as their own general contractor and negotiate directly with subcontractors versus relying upon a third party to do that? By having some of these expertise in-house, what it allows an operator to do successfully is to be able to ratchet up and down the pace of those improvements and correspondingly the capital investment going in, as well as adjusting the scope um, higher or lower based upon what the 
tenant base is offering, whether it's an, uh, uh, individuals that are your tenants or whether it's companies that are your tenants, with the goal of trying to maximize the return on investment that that capital investment is offering. I like the fact that you got into the details there. I mean, every value add property should really have a customized plan uh, when taking all those factors into account. So now we've talked about the manager, let's talk about the underlying property or portfolio. What should advisors and investors be looking for in a property or asset? Yeah, so when considering an investment, there's three high level criteria that we focus on. Um, has the operator or the manager that you're considering acquired or is acquiring the asset well from a price standpoint? Is their execution plan logical and does it make sense? And then does that execution plan lead to the ability to divest that asset over time if the divestment window is open? So you need all three factors to work in order for a value-add investment to be successful and to fully round trip. What does that really mean? Well, when you're considering price point and execution plan, a manager or operator should be thinking about when I'm capitalizing this asset, how much flexibility does the execution plan require? Because macro or micro conditions are fluid. Um, is cost of capital the most important thing or is flexibility more important for that execution plan to be successful? Um, and then what are current conditions like and what are projected future conditions expected to look like, right? Those are all of the factors that a manager should be considering when thinking about whether or not to make an investment. And um, for the Adisa community, when they're thinking about selecting a manager, those are some of the questions they should be considering and talking to managers about prior to making an investment. I think that's a great summary. Nithin, thank you for being here on Focus on Alternatives and thank you for watching. Again, for more information like this, please visit adisa.org. Thank you.